What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. There were some very exciting Fuji announcements, a whole bunch of them yesterday. And many of you know that over the last two months, I've been using a lot of Fuji gear. Um, I've had B&H loan me the X-T2 as well as the X-Pro2. I have been really excited about what Fuji are doing. I kind of showed up because I was curious about what the video capabilities were, but what stuck me was the photo capabilities. Just it stills cameras. I think these are the best cameras being made right now, period. And I'm really excited about what Fuji are doing. It seems like in the camera world when it comes to innovation, the two companies that I think are really making exciting strides right now, one are Sony and two are Fuji. They do it in very different ways. Sony is like a bull in a china shop. It's like you've got this processor that feels like they're adding stuff in and they're just forcing it just right to the edge of what it's capable of doing and you get things like overheating. So yes, it specs out correctly and yes, you can do a lot with it, but you have to be very patient. Even the design with Sony is kind of like shooting with a brick sometimes or just a metal plate. It, just not a lot of thought goes into that. I think mainly they're a newer camera company when you consider how long everybody else has been around and they're just not as finessed as some of the other companies. Now Fuji on the other hand do it the opposite way. They have a long history in the photo industry. They always seem to consider design and usability and they just make very elegant cameras and they're pushing the envelope too aggressively issuing firmware updates and just the way that cameras are being designed. They're making a lot of strides in a very short amount of time and I'm really excited about what they're doing. So I want to break this down. I want to talk about the XE3 as well as the new lens, the firmware announcements, as well as the raw conversion stuff that they announced yesterday. But first, I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor today who are the awesome folks over at squarespace.com. You need a website. You need yourdomain.com. You need a place to put your stuff. Squarespace offers an all-in-one solution for building beautiful beautiful websites, portfolios, or even an online store. Go check out the free trial. It's as easy as drag and dropping a folder of images and you too can build a website. Check out the free trial if you decide that you like it and you want to give it a shot. I can save you 10% on checkout if you use offer code AOP. So once again, that is offer code AOP. Give a special shout out and thanks once again to the folks at Squarespace for sponsoring another episode of The Art of Photography. Let's talk about this just announced Fujifilm X-E3. Now this is the X-Pro2 and this is a camera I've been using a lot over the last month. I've absolutely fallen in love with this thing. It's very intuitive. It's easy to use. The results that I'm getting are incredible. The only thing I've kind of wondered is what if you were able to do this in a slightly smaller package? I mean, this is certainly portable. It's smaller than a DSLR, but that's one of the things that I get excited about with a lot of the stuff that both Fuji and Sony have done is what you're able to do in an even smaller package in terms of feature set. And lo and behold, the next day, the X-E3 is announced. So I want to talk about this a little bit because it looks very promising. Now, they are calling this a rangefinder style camera, much like they did the X-Pro2. And I called it a rangeless mirrorfinder, no, sorry, rangefinder mirrorless, rangeless mirrorfinder, a rangefinder mirrorless camera, which is the wrong terminology. It is inspired by a rangefinder design. It is not a rangefinder, but they use that term. But anyway, this, the new X-E3 will feature, and this is really cool, 4K video recording, a touchscreen, improved autofocus, and Bluetooth. This is going to be a 24 megapixel sensor, an X-Trans CMOS 3 sensor, and the X-Processor Pro, and this is all in a smaller package. This is also interesting that they note on here, the startup time is going to be 0.4 seconds, the shooting interval is going to be 0.25 seconds, the shutter lag time of 0.05 seconds, and an autofocus speed of 0.06 seconds. Now, why would they go out of their way to tell you the speed of everything? Well, one thing that I've noticed if there's any frustration with Fuji's is in certain areas, they're not really fast. When I was using the X-T2, for instance, the startup time is really slow on that camera. And what's kind of annoying about it is that when you turn the camera on, 
the live view comes on, but there's really not even an indicator telling you how much it has left before it starts up. You're just seeing live view and you can't do anything for a little while and then you're good to go. But that's, that's one of the only complaints that I have and it looks to me like Fuji are really working to rectify this, not only on newer camera models, but possibly on firmware updates too, which is very cool. This will be the first X series to feature Bluetooth, which allows pairing with smartphones and tablets for wireless photo transfer. This is very cool. There's going to be phase detection autofocus with improved tracking on moving subjects, which will be great if you're doing video on this. 4K and 1080 video can be shot with film simulations. Now, let me talk about video and Fuji for a second. The video quality on Fuji is, is just fine. It's excellent. And the film simulations that you get in those picture profiles are really good. The only thing, and I, I'm, it just depends on how picky a shooter you are. They don't mention anything in here about crop 4K, I noticed. And it probably is a crop 4K, which means when you're shooting in 4K, it's going to crop in on the sensor, which is going to create a problem if you're trying to vlog with the camera or if you're using wide angle lenses. Now, 1080 is probably just fine, but 4K does feature the crop, at least on the the X-T2 when I was using that. The other thing, and this is super nitpicky and it depends on how picky you are about video. Um, if you're a casual video shooter and you just want some good looking footage, you're going to be very happy with what Fuji delivers. If you're like me and you want it to be a certain way out of camera and then you want it to be a certain way for color correcting in post-production and you want to do all that stuff, it's a little bit limiting. One of the things that Sony does is they offer color gamma profiles and, and you can use log profiles. I like Cine 2 or Cine 4. Anyway, you get a little more flexibility with that, but it just depends on how serious you are about shooting video. But it is cool. It's going to do 4K, I think. Um, it also features a touch screen. And this is cool, which allows touch focus, which is incredible, as well as a new touch function, which is going to let photographers create customized camera functions that can be triggered by swiping up, down, or left, or right. So that will be very interesting as well. And, you know, the X-Pro2, as much as I love how it works, um, I still find myself using direct select focus a lot. Um, Sony has this problem too with autofocus. Once you learn how to use it, you, but it's never 100% there. And sometimes you do miss focus on shots. So having touch ability in a pinch is, no pun intended, is really a good thing. The other features include an eight direction focus lever, which is cool. The clean HDMI output, if you want to use an external recorder for video and an external mic input. So you can use this for video recording. This will be available later this month for $900 body only. And there are a couple kit options as well. The other big announcement from Fujifilm is a new 80 millimeter f2.8 macro lens. This is the XF80. This is the first one-to-one -one reproduction X series lens. One thing I will say about my experience with Fuji thus far is the lenses are impressive, all of them. Uh, they really are amazing and that's not surprising. Fuji have been around for years. They've made cameras in the film days and their lenses and their optics have always been impressive and so these fit right in with what you would expect. Uh, this will feature, uh, now these are crop sensor cameras so this will be a 120 22 millimeter equivalent macro lens. It's going to be 16 elements in 12 groups, one aspherical, one super ED, and three ED lenses. And Fuji are quoted in here saying, as the first in the X series interchangeable lens series to have a 1.0x magnification factor, the XF80 f2.8 achieves high resolving power and beautiful bouquet, making it a perfect lens for capturing stunning macro images. I'm sure it will be all those things. This lens uses a floating focus system that enhances autofocus while reducing aberration, and there's 
there's also optical image stabilization with five stops of stabilization for reducing blur from camera shake. They don't say in here, but I'm willing to bet you it will be focused by wire. That is the one thing with all these camera companies that they're obsessed with now is focused by wire. And if you're not familiar with that, what that is, that means when you turn the lens collar, it uses kind of an electronic system to move the focusing in and out. And it's very hard if you're used to mag or manual focus lenses to, you know, do pull focus and things like that. And that's one thing that I really wish they would start offering on these lenses is an option for that. I would even be willing to pay more for that. I just don't like focus by wire, but unfortunately that's what we've got and that's what we're used to. But anyway, I think this lens is going to be awesome. The next in the series of Fujifilm announcements is the Fujifilm X-RAW Studio, which is going to be a software application you will run on your computer. And what it does is it allows you to connect to your camera and then you can convert RAW files in batch by using the camera processor instead of the CPU in the computer. A lot of people are excited about this. Personally, I just use Lightroom. I don't see this as a problem that needs to be solved. But if you are a big fan of their processing engine, you can now kind of tether that to your computer and use that to process your RAW files. If that's something you're into, this will be coming to the Mac in late November 2017 and Windows in January 18. And finally, to round out the announcements that Fuji made yesterday is the firmware updates for the X-Series. This will cover four cameras, the X-Pro2, the X-T2, the X-100F, and the X-T20. Now, this is one of the things that a lot of people, myself included, really respect about Fujifilm, is their attention to support on the cameras they've released. Most camera companies, they will put firmware on the camera, and if it's buggy or if there's problems, they kind of have this attitude of, well, we'll fix it in the next model, and you can buy that next year. Fuji don't do that. They pay a lot of attention to customer support and camera support. And what's really interesting is a lot of these firmware updates, which you'll be able to download and put on your camera, will not only unlock new features, but they will provide enhancements to things that are already there. And there's a lot of similarities between these. For instance, the X-Pro2 and the X-T2 are going to have improved AF tracking. Uh, there's a new algorithm that enhances AFC to track moving subjects half the size or moving twice as fast as previous models, which is great. They all offer support for Fuji X RAW Studio, which I just talked about, which will enable you to convert raw files with X Processor Pro. There's also improvements to radio flash uh, usability with TTL. Um, so this is really nice that they are paying attention to these things. Now the big announcement here is the X-Pro2. This will unlock 4K support, which is really cool if you shoot video and you want to shoot 4K on your X-Pro2. Now what they don't say in here, I assume it will be crop 4K. Um, I think that's a safe assumption. And the other interesting thing is they say addition of 4K video mode using film simulation modes excluding HDMI output for recording. So I'm not really sure if they're saying it's going no film simulation on HDMI output or no 4K on HDMI output. But anyway, if you record internally on the camera and you're not using an external recorder, you will be able to do 4K and that is very awesome. And then finally the X-T20, if you use that, will the touch panel operation while looking into the electronic viewfinder. So if you wanna do that, if you wanna be able to touch to focus while your eyes over the viewfinder, you can do that. I wanna know what you guys think. Fujifilm are doing some amazing things and I'm really impressed. I've really been impressed with the cameras that I've tried out so far and I'm actually really excited and I want to get my hands on the uh, X-E3. I think it's going to be incredible. I think at that price point, what they're giving you, it's going to be a really serious competitor in the camera market with things at that price point. In fact, it's going to blow most things out of the water. I want to know what you guys think. I want to know if you are Fuji users, if you like all this stuff, if the firmware updates are helpful for you, what you think of the RAW Studio. I think that's a little bit weird. Um, and if you're excited about a macro lens, leave me a comment. Let me know if you've enjoyed this video. Please remember to like it, share it, subscribe to The Art of Photography for more videos. I'll see you guys in the next one. Until then, later. Later.